sit and join the shade. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Drink the drink that I have made. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Tell you why the day is sunny. I'm in love with lips of honey. Wait Good evening and welcome walks. to hey, Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design and the District Edina, your emerging destination for all aspects of your building, decorating, and remodeling projects. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and I'm going to help you kill your early evening with some booze and conversation. Tonight, we have a Renaissance man, a man of tremendous talent across multiple lines. I am referring not to Dan Newkirk, who has many talents himself, but instead Mr. Cole DeVries, photographer, real estate agent, and former Minnesota twin. Cole, welcome to the program. Thank you. um, Excuse me. There we go. Um, Got nervous there, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, so nervous. It was the buildup. Yeah. um, It was way too much of a buildup for someone like myself. (laughs) I think about 10% of that would have been appropriate. (laughs) Really? I pared it down. I was going to have bugles in the chat. I would have been okay with that. That's all I ask for. It's just bugles when yeah, you say my name. Right. And- <laughs> no, it's uh, it's great. We're going to be talking about really all aspects of your of your career and your activities with a huge emphasis on uh, on your photography skills. Because uh, sounds great. Yeah, yeah. No, we've got a history. We did a, uh, a gallery showing of Cole's work back at Habitation a while back, a couple of years ago at this point. Yeah, and uh, and it's just it's just wonderful. I can't wait to hear what you've been up to. Now, ladies uh, in the audience are uh, <laughs> going to be both pleased and disappointed because Dan Newkirk is with us with his melodic tones. Women who are accustomed to making bad decisions all across the country are rejoicing. <laughs> both pleased and excited. <laughs> both pleased and excited. No, stop, don't. Is that, is that how that works? Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, no, please don't. And can yeah, I get we're, that we're, little We're cut? canceled. We're canceled. It's all over. Yeah. Newkirk, it's good to have you back. It's good to see you. Sorry we missed last week's show. We did a repeat. But uh, you are back and you have something special for us in Total Hard Liquor. Tell us what we're doing. So we're lucky to have uh, made a good relationship with uh, Beam Centauri and a number of other different liquor companies. So <clears throat> Beam Centauri is deciding to uh, get in bed with us, so to speak, and start par- start partnering up with us with uh, some some booze and conversation, <laughs> which is which is what we do. Yeah, booze and conversation. So tonight tonight we're drinking the uh, Tire Canal. Um, they make quite a lineup. Uh, it's it's a fr- it's a I'm sorry it's a <laughs> it's an Irish whiskey. I just forgot the region for a second, but it's fine. Irish whiskey, um, they're really known uh, for having just a standalone whiskey where you don't really make it with cocktails. Uh, and back in the, the bartending days before the apocalypse happened. The before times. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I carried the lineup of all all four. My two favorite were the uh, Madeira cask and the Sherry cask. But we started out with uh, the ground floor. It's really cool. It's double distilled. Um, in the United States of America, if you're going to make booze here, uh, they require three times distilled uh, as FDA requires. But with, with some of the, the vodkas and the gins, that's kind of what it was made for, mm-hmm. where when you get to other regions of the world, they don't want to distill it too much because that's just add, adding water and watering it down and taking away some of the characteristics. So two times distilled is the exact max that these guys found out to be the best uh, recipe. Two times. Two times. Okay. Which it's required they, to have three. It's required to have three if made and, and produced in the United States. Really? Yeah. Okay. So like that's another example, uh, offshoot because we do mezcal quite often. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the mezcal bottle that I was going to bring uh, on a few shows ago that got mixed up uh, was one time distilled. 
Mm-hmm. But again, like the more times you distill something and you add water to it because you're taking on the proof, you're taking away the characteristics. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the flip side of it, sometimes you, you can get a bottle that's not really well made and not really, uh, you know, manufactured properly and the hangover sucks. <laughs> so you just got to know who you're drinking from and what, uh, what distillery it's coming from. So. Awesome. All right. So once again, so Tier Connell, which is spelled T-Y-R-C-O-N-N-E-L-L. Starts with the Tier Connell. Any idea what that means, the Tier Connell? Uh, it's actually the name of a, of a castle. Okay. Oh, sweet. Cool. All right. I mean, that's pretty much that's pretty much all. Uh, other than other than Jameson, which it still is. Mm-hmm. Uh, most most Irish whiskeys are named after a castle. <laughs> yeah, Slain and uh, yeah. is Teeling a castle. Oh yeah. Oh, all right, fair enough. So uh, the Tier Canal, you, 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 you only you had to own a castle to have the money to start a distillery. <laughs> you know, fair so enough. So all the distilleries started pretty much come from uh, from moolah. Oh, fair enough, fair yeah. enough. And have the serfs, you know, crush that stuff up, ferment it, yeah. and then we can enjoy it as yep. the, does please the Lord. So a single malt, double distilled Irish whiskey available. In your liquor dealer's shelf, you can find this at more of the more of the higher end places. You're not going to find it at your at your homes okay. in, in you know in uptown. And it's, but it's not. It's and it's also not like a huge hugely expensive. It's like forty fifty bucks a bottle. Very affordable. But you're not going to bring this and just pound it with your buddies. No, unless you're us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's give this a, a little sip. Once again, right. now we are drinking this straight. We are not making a cocktail. So we, no we mixing did a, we music. Did, we did all add a, a one ice cube. We kind of open it up a little bit. Which is which is ideal. So quick sip. It's delicious. It's so delicious. I have become such a fan of Irish whiskey. Um, you know, Teelings is actually because we've done Teelings before. Mm-hmm. Teelings is like one of the best rated in the world as far as Irish, like on different lists. Mm-hmm. But like it came into the market like you know less than three years ago, and it's done pretty well. Mm-hmm. You know? It's uh, yeah, no. It's uh, Teeling is is so Adam McIntyre. Who's uh, uh, owner of Nordy Photographer? He's been on the on the show in the past. He's an Irishman, has the charming accent, the whole nine yards. He brought us a bottle of Teeling, I think, when he was on the program himself. And since then, he's actually officing over at the district uh, at this point with oh, us. Oh, cool! And uh, and he's keeping a steady stock of Teeling and starting to learn how expensive it is to be me uh, or <laughs> around me, he's making it flow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you had mentioned, by the way, uh, Cole, that you did a photo shoot in Ireland. Ireland, correct? Well, uh, photo shoot is kind of what happens whenever I like to travel, um, but it's more traveling, and then I just happen to take photos. Um, Do you get to write everything off? No, I have not incorporated myself as a photographer yet. Man, that's actually a really good idea. (laughs) Maybe we'll have to do that. Um, And that was actually kind of, I haven't even, I haven't gotten close to that yet, but that was actually kind of my goal with our first. little gallery show at at your place was I was just kind of hoping that selling a couple of prints here and there would pay for 25%, 50%. I mean, if Mm -hmm. if I got a decent following, pay for my travels, Mm -hmm. I mean, that would be beyond a dream come true um, to do that. And so, yeah, maybe I'll have to figure that out. But no, uh, what was it? Three, two or three years ago in the summer, we went over there for the 4th of July to... Ireland and it was it was fun I uh, to be completely honest it was one of my um probably bottom five or ten countries I've been to um but that comes with a very weighted statement that I have discovered with the places that I've been um if I go to English-speaking countries I like them far less than a country that that they speak a a different language than ours just because I 
I don't really feel like I'm in another country. Yeah. You know, when we were over in Ireland, I really kind of felt like I was in old sections of Boston, you know, mm-hmm. in, in Dublin and stuff like that. Um, Which makes I, sense. I mean, architecturally, too, because yeah. that's what you're looking at and and, and what have you. Right? Yeah. And, and so the people were phenomenal. Um, we had good meals all the time. We didn't eat a lot of very traditional fare but it was it, it was uh it was a very enjoyable vacation good to hear did you get a lot of liquor though did you get a lot of whiskey yes we didn't do a ton of um a ton of whiskeys there we we did a, a lot of the beers at, at that point but uh we, we, we did dabble excellent all right we're gonna take a quick break when we come back we're talking with cold DeVries. this is dr sarah brewer and dr lashonda jung from roots chiropractic We all want a higher quality of life, but making that happen can be difficult. At Roots Chiropractic, we specialize in light-touch-specific neurological adjustments to support your body's natural ability to heal. From birth trauma to everyday bumps and falls and life's daily stresses, at Roots we offer natural, drug-free solutions to keep every baby, child, parent, and grandparent thriving. Are you ready to restore your energy and achieve overall health? We are located off of Minnetonka Boulevard in St. Louis Park. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or on the web at rootschiropracticmn.com. Book your first appointment online today. Mention that you're an AM 950 listener and receive the VIP discount of 50% off your initial exam. Roots Chiropractic, located in the Texatonka Plaza in St. Louis Park. Roots Chiropractic, empower your life and health. These days, our home is the center of our world. This is Gregory Rich, founder of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style right here on AM 950. If we're all going to be spending a lot more time at home, doesn't it make sense to make your space the most attractive and most functional space it can be? At Habitation, my experienced, degreed interior design staff can help you select the perfect furnishings for your home and your lifestyle. Furniture is more than one size fits all, and there's more to making a room work than a couple of chairs and a sofa. Whether it's a modular sectional carefully selected to maximize your living room, or the perfect bed, dresser, and nightstand combination to create your dream bedroom, Habitation can help you achieve the space you've always wanted. So check us out online at habitationdesign.com or schedule an appointment at our Adina showroom. Habitation Furnishing and Design. Make your home exceptional. Well, this is my first affair. Please be kind. Welcome back to Drink in the Style. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and my guest this evening is Edina Realty's Cole DeVries. You like how I say the name? Cole DeVries. I love it. And you carried it out just long enough, not too long, though. So it was very good. Thank you. Thank you. It's beautiful. <laughs> on Gilligan's Island. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about. Well, here's the deal. All right. So this is Drink in the Style. This is a show primarily about design. So let me blend some of your experiences and ask you a question that I know has been on a lot of listeners' minds. How would you say that feng shui has affected the twins in terms of their locker room and their their general performance? (laughs) Well, I think you'll be very disappointed that 
uh, I actually don't know the rules of feng shui. Really? So I know about it. Right. And I, I, I have um, some people that come into my open houses and stuff who are very into it and say, oh, I like this house, but, you know – the door's positioned here and, and this and that. And so I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, and they're like, oh, it's not quite feng shui in here. I was like, oh, this is, house was built in 1950. So, yeah. <laughs> Americans no, had no, no idea yeah, no about one feng shui. even knew that was a thing back then or whatever it was. So, um, well, I think you're going to have to put me in touch with uh, certain individuals in the Twins, organi- Twins organization to talk about feng shui. So feng shui, by the way, very basically, it's the ancient – is it Chinese or Japanese? I think it's Japanese, right? I think it's Japanese. Yeah. Art of placement to maximize the energy associated with a space hugely popular in the late 1990s and early 2000s. And you know, you've got to have your door in one location so that the spirits can leave. You need to have your feet pointed to a certain direction. And once you have achieved perfect feng shui, Way, all things will fall into place. So if the twins have not paid attention to feng shui in their locker room, I think we can probably add, I would conservatively say, 15 to 20 more victories every year. Uh, I think that if you could guarantee that, you could write a decent blank check to yourself as and and then go across the MLB but then I don't know how everyone adds 15 or 20 victories to their but so so maybe that would turn into a highest bidder kind of uh, works, situation works for me yeah. although I'm having I'm having images of uh, George Costanza on Seinfeld do you remember when he when he put the Yankees I in cotton love uniforms that. yeah and then they shrunk <laughs> Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> the feng shui worked perfectly yeah. for one game. Yep. You know, we might, we might just add, though, you said 90s, early 2000s, but thinking about the, uh, the feng shui movement. There was also like a poor, like people were taking the, the Chinese characters and, and the, the Japanese characters mm-hmm. and making tattoos out of them mm-hmm. uh, and armbands, mm-hmm. and they weren't the right words. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget about that era of... Feng Shui. There was, you're blaming Feng Shui yeah. for, for not some, being able to read Some terrible appropriation things going on right there is what I'm saying. Man. They loved the Feng Shui. They were happy to export it. Yeah. Happy to. It, uh, yeah, no, it was a movement. There's a lot to be said for it. I mean, honestly, it's basically it's just placement, balance. Everything comes down to a certain level of balance. They, of course, infused it with spirituality as humans are are prone to do. Well, and it makes so much sense because it, it's um, that's such a huge part of of their culture. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I, I totally get it where, you know, this is just my opinion, but um, I don't think our culture relies as heavily on, on that kind of stuff. And so, you know, it became a movement and, and but uh, it hasn't become a lifestyle. Well, America tends to be something of a spiritual wasteland. I mean, we're just not (laughs) – I mean, we were the most religious and yet the least spiritual people Mm -hmm. in the Western world. Mm -hmm. I mean – Plain and simple, uh, and and I think we were we were craving some something to latch onto, and feng shui offered itself up at that time, and it was embraced, and I think it made a huge impact on on design in America. Oh, for sure, yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's not as no people don't talk about it that much anymore. And not to be confused with Wang Chung, so everybody Wang Chung tonight. Jeez. That was a little bit before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit before. So the baseball chapter is closed. You're not yep. playing baseball. You are now in the real estate business. Yes, yes. Tell us about this. Is there a particular type of, of home that you focus on? What's your area of expertise? No, not really a particular type. Um, I would say, you know, obviously I go anywhere that my clients want me to go. That's not 
two or three hours away. I try to shy away from that, as I'm <laughs> sure everyone can understand. Um, but I, I would say, you know, kind of Southwest Metro is is kind of my hub, and I really try to keep myself diversified within the field. And so, um, you know, I kind of started out doing some flip houses, and you know, now I, I've partnered up with a with a the number one agent in my office um, to kind of help him out with his book of business. So um, really entrenched in buying and selling for clients. Um, flip houses have kind of moved to the side just because the market, it's it's almost impossible to buy something that you aren't renovating yourself. So if I was a contractor and that was my only thing, then the, that would that would still be possible. But um, otherwise, it, it's very difficult. The price of labor, the construction costs are just through the roof. I mean, that and, and materials. Materials have gone up, and, and something that a lot of people don't know is just um, depending on where your lumber is coming from, and whether it's the soft or the hard lumber. Um, you know, the, the tariffs and import charges, uh, labor. I mean, labor uh, wood, depending on what type we're talking about, is something in the range of twenty or thirty percent more expensive than it was five years ago. The, you know, the lumber shortage actually won't catch up until well, mid-September because all the mills are shut down because of COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so it's crazy. So you know, more kind of buyers and sellers right now. But I, you know, we were talking about before we started. Um, I have my first uh, new construction spec house in Edina that will hopefully will be completed middle of next month kind of thing and so um real excited about that it's going to be a very nice house um let's call it 4200 square feet five bed five bath um we'll be coming on somewhere in the 1.1 million range Mm -hmm. kind of thing um so excited about that it's been a good process so far and i'm hoping this kind of turns into you know i i would i would love to be able to scale it with our builder and kind of do two three four and and see where we can go with it but um yeah so that this one entire kind of it's it totally it totally makes sense that i mean i'd love when when you know you're in the real estate market and now you're also doing and you've got a background in flipping houses and building these spec homes because you understand i mean it's no longer a matter of just academics of watching everyone else move homes you understand the very nature of it. So you understand how when you sell someone's house, you have to be thinking about selling that house again on the opposite side, right? For sure. And, and the other thing is too is that um, you know I now have a couple of clients that are looking to get into investments mm-hmm. or investments in real estate. And I, I think me having that knowledge backing, you know, I mean they're looking more in the rental side and, and that's – that I want to be part of my, my portfolio. I haven't gotten quite in that space yet. But – when you have done just about all the other outside of commercial um, real estate investments, you know, I may not be completely fluent in that, but I understand it because I've done the other ones. And I think my perspective is lended completely different than an agent who has never done an investment property because I'm going to look at things completely differently. And, and I, Everyone's an expert when it's theoretical. Yeah. But really, only when you yourself are playing in the game, when you have skin in the game. I hate the expression, but it's true. When you have skin no. in the game, you understand really from the perspective. Well, and it's completely different when you're talking exactly. When you're sitting there going, oh, yeah, you know, I would do this and that. Well, put your money on the table. Right? Agreed. Looks All like right. You do it. There it is. Cole DeVries putting money down. He's making big bets. We're taking a quick break. We'll be back in just a moment. This is Drinking the Style. Stick with us. She's 
my kind of girl. How's your back? This is Gregory Rich from Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style. If you've been working from home, you may be noticing the shortcomings of that one-size-fits-all desk chair that you bought at Office Warehouse. So I'd like to invite you to check out the most durable, most supportive, and most productivity-inspiring line of office chairs that I know of, the X-Chair. Dozens of settings ensure a perfect fit, so you can focus on your work and not your butt. Seriously, the seat moves forward and backward, the entire back moves higher or lower, the self-adjusting lumbar support provides the perfect level of resistance, and you can only experience the X-Chair in person at Habitation. So if you're ready to upgrade your homework environment, come check out the X-Chair. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 7777 Washington Avenue South in Edina, and online at HabitationDesign.com. Again, HabitationDesign.com. Welcome back to Drink in the Style. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and uh, my guest this evening is Cole DeVries. Cole, in a second we're going to do we're going to do the musical notes, but I want to ask you a question as as realtors because the real estate industry is kind of an amorphous type of a thing. That you got a ton of different people, tons of different perspectives. Do you have kind of a guiding principle, a north star? as far as your philosophy in real estate or in business? Yeah, I, I think that's kind of – well, I'm taking this as business applies to real estate because it's, it's obviously my business and, and business is the overarching term and everything that we do to try to make money so we can fund our lifestyles. But um, mm-hmm. kind of a, a guy that I'd like to get coffee with from time to time. We haven't seen each other in a while and I've, I've approached him with some business dealings. We haven't done anything together, but I think we've got something that hopefully will come together in the future. Um, he's been unbelievably successful. I, I mean, I could only dream of getting to the level that, that he's been able to attain with, with his business endeavors. But um, this is not too long after I was in real estate and we were kind of talking. I was kind of commiserating to him on, on, on a couple of things that I think that were going on. And I'm kind of paraphrasing because I don't remember the exact terminology that he gave me, but it, it kind of blew my mind when he said it, and it kind of stopped me in, in in my tracks. Because when you're new at anything, you're always trying to figure out how you can get ahead. Mm-hmm. And he told me, he said, he said, you know what, Cole? He said, I, I think there's something that is always beneficial for you to look at from this avenue, and it's it's don't ever think about what's in it for you. Think about how you can serve whoever you're trying to serve or, or whatever you can do for them. Hmm. He said, if you do that, everything will take care of itself. I love that advice. And, and I, like I said, like I, I think I was quiet for about 10 seconds. And I looked at him and I said, oh, boy. You know, that I never thought about it from that side, but – it makes so much sense because you, when you think about it, and as you know, the people who are like, "Hey, man, what can I do for you?" 
mm-hmm. you just always want to do something for them in return or, or things just fall in place for those kind of people. Human nature is reciprocity. Yeah. I mean, we are collective critters. And to be collective, you cannot be a constant taker. You have to give. I mean, it's just, it's written into our blood. 100%. It's uh, what's the old the old uh, 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 WIFM was the acronym. Uh, what's in it for me? Yeah, and I've always thought that is the most repugnant thing in the world. And I, I mean, I can't sit here and say that I haven't literally told people that sometimes. You know, when you're asking for a favor for mm-hmm. for me, and it's only benefiting you, I, I've told people once or twice, "Hey, mm-hmm. what's in this for me?" But. I, I mean, we're not we're not saints. We're not you know altruistic. We all have to eat. We have to feed our families. We yeah. have to ultimately bring something back. But if you approach things from the perspective of how do I benefit from this, well, then you're never really going to benefit. I mean, no. there are a couple notable you know exceptions to the rule that we won't get into, for I sure. suppose. But for the most part, yeah, I, that's great. I love that. That's great I, advice. And that, that's why, like I said, it 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 stopped me in my tracks for about five or ten seconds because it it kind of blew me away that it was that simple. Are you allowed to say who the uh, person who told you that is? I, I can. I, I don't think many people will know him because he's not uh, – uh, unless you're in certain circles, he's not a notable person. Uh, his name is Jeff Cowan and uh, he's he's a cool dude, um, obviously beyond successful in, in business and yeah, just a, a good guy all around. Good for it. You know, you run across some people like that every now and then who have that kind of input and that kind of an impact, and you're just fortunate. Mm-hmm. That's all there is to it. All right, let's do tonight's musical notes. Are you ready for tonight's musical notes? Sure. Let me let me smell that grass, Greg. I mean, sorry, listen to that grass, Greg. It's all about the grass, Mr. Newkirk. It's all about the grass. All right, so tonight's album titled Sinatra Basie, An Historic Event was the last of five albums that the chairman released in 1962 and the first in which he partnered with the Count Basie Orchestra. This is a great album, and I will grass it out in a moment. But before I do, I want to take a moment to give Sinatra a shout-out as the truly, legitimately, heartfelt civil rights crusader that he was. I've mentioned in the past that Sinatra was not necessarily the nicest guy in the world, but while he had some personal flaws and a lot of chips on his shoulder, he was, throughout his life, an active and effective promoter of civil rights. Famously, he refused to play segregated clubs. He insisted on equal pay for minority musicians. He forced the Vegas casinos to headline African-American artists, and he refused to allow them to play social limitations on minority band members. The bottom line is this. Sinatra was a man of music. He saw and understood talent in and of itself, and talent was talent. Skin color was not relevant. As an American man growing up in the 30s, 40s, 50s, of course, he has a long history of comments that are not acceptable these days. But he also made racist comments about Italians, Irishmen, and anyone else I'm not sure if he properly slammed the Welsh, but no one's perfect. The thing to note, though, was intent. Sinatra's crude humor was not meant to belittle a group. It might have been meant to belittle an individual, but in general, it was meant to do what humor is meant to do, to make people laugh. And that needs to be understood in the context of the man and the times, and there is a lesson in that. So... 
off the soapbox. This album is great. Grass rating, Gregory Rich album acquisition scale, seven and three quarters on a scale of 8.3. Those are interesting numbers to put on a scale. All Math right. has never been there's my no, forte. There's no precedence. <laughs> yeah. There's no precedence. So, yeah. like, numbers are just woo right now. Yeah. we. I is, am, it, is this a sliding scale it, also? The, the scale can change at the well, drop of a hat, yep. my friend. Depends on where in the grass scale. you're at. Yeah. Yeah, it's, just, <laughs> <laughs> it's the grass scale. Do you yeah. really think it's going to be on a consistent 10 point? <laughs> no. 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 No, it's going to move around. All right. Let's talk about something fun, Mr. DeVries. Yeah. We've, we've covered real estate, and that's awesome stuff, but you are an accomplished photographer. And as we mentioned at the top of the show, back in uh, the Excelsior Boulevard Habitation days, we had a show for images from your Tanzania safari shot uh, 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 or uh, collection, yeah. I guess I should say. That remains. Now, you won, you won an award for that, uh, for that program. Right? No, no. So this was actually a photo that I took, oh, man, maybe five or seven years before that in uh, Cusco, Peru. That that's the one that I oh all right th- that I um, won the competition for that allowed me to go to um, Tanzania and then my wife now wife um, we tagged on the Kenya portion of it um, okay and so so yeah so that was it so it was still a, a collection though it was just some amazing safari shots I mean it it was just some close ups there you've got some shots of like insanely awesome cheetahs. Uh, Lion, I think, is the one that you're referring to. Yes. And that was one that kind of has a funny story behind it. Um, When we were at the – we were at a Fairmont property for for that section um, and our driver and guide, his name was Lips. That was literally his name. Lips. Um, Yep. And I don't know if that was a nickname or he just went with it. But um, when we were out driving around – at first day, he kind of kept looking back at, at me. I was kind of like, you know, what's this dude's deal? And then he kind of said, he said, hey, you know, you've got a pretty nice camera set up there. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, he's familiar. Um, and then he started telling me the photographers that he's taken out on, on private safaris and this and that and some fairly um, notable names. Um, and so when we had been with him for a day or two, I kind of told him, I, I said, Lips, I said, I, I got this idea in my head, and, I, and you know, I want you to kind of help me create it. Like, I, I want to try and get a full frame male lion face. And I said, okay, I said, I'll, I'll, I'll keep that in the back of my head. And all of a sudden, we were driving on these back roads, and there was these two brothers that were kind of sitting sleeping. He, he goes, he goes, Cole. He goes, get in the back of the of, of the bus. He goes, the other people are in front of us. Then now's our time. And so he just slowly started backing up towards these these two male elephants. Elephants, oh my god! These two male lions. And um, shout out, by the way, uh, to uh, yeah, right for for uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Ty- so Ty- he's Ty- backing Ty- up into a into a den of lions. Yeah. You're in the back with a camera, and I'm leaning out of the vehicle, and I've got my my big you know. Uh, 150, 600 lens on it. If you're talking, you know, I mean, it, it's huge tele, telephoto. And I'm so cl- – I mean, we're literally about six feet away. And every time he kind of revs the engine a little bit to go further back, I can see this lion's eyes open and getting a little bit more freaked out. And so I'm back there. And <laughs> just as I'm kind of breathing and moving the camera or his lion's moving just a little bit, like I'm so zoomed in, um, his face is going – 
in and out of focus. Like that's how close my focal depth is on it. So I'm sitting there trying to, you know, rip off three or four shots real quick without him getting pissed off. Um, the secret is actually Lips has another photographer in the other car. Yeah, you are right. the bait that he's backing yeah. up. This is for the world star <laughs> section of it, right? Um, and so I don't even know at this point if I got a photo just because I know how it's just a couple inches and, and, and I'm moving in on a focal depth. Mm-hmm. And so I, I take a couple and luckily one out of the four – it's not tacked crisp, but it's crisp crisp enough where I'm 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 happy and I'm I'm I'm, I'm okay printing it and mm-hmm. yeah so and that was that was that story I mean it was it was unbelievable and then and then because I'm looking through my camera a couple times I kind of pop my eye to the side to see how far away I was because I have no depth yeah, perception of course and yeah I mean I was literally probably six or eight feet away from seriously oh yeah from from this. Had no. you tipped lips at this point? Did he have anything to lose? Because holy crap. Tips happen at the end of the safari. So, <laughs> so he wants to keep you alive yes, long exactly. enough you have that confidence. Yeah. Um, wow. And are so, you shooting digitally or are you shooting on film for this type of thing? I, I shoot solely digitally. Um, number one, just because I have no idea how to do any, any light or darkroom stuff or mm-hmm. anything like that. And then um, the other side of it is too is that I can – consider myself a very middle of the road photographer i'd love to get to that, that upper echelon but it, it probably takes so much work that i'll never be able to get there in in my life um unless i am later in my life and i can devote myself to it um digital allows you to correct so many of your errors mm-hmm. that you can't with film um mm-hmm. and so that's the other thing that that's so nice about digital is you know i can pop stuff up on on my old version of lightroom and i can correct so many of my mistake, my mistakes that you just you don't have that yeah yeah i mean because that range. they used to say the difference between a professional and an amateur photographer was the size of the size of the waste basket the assumption being you'd have to throw away a ton of photography and hope you had a couple of good things the oh, digital on, on the on the trips that we're talking about i mean i maybe took a couple thousand photos and there's maybe you know 20 that i like Wow. Well, that makes sense. And you have the luxury of doing that. We're going to take a break and come back with a habitation audio log and uh, some more words from Cole DeVries. Stick with us, ladies and gentlemen. This is Gregory Rich from Habitation Furnishing and Design and Drink in the Style. You may not realize it, but a trained, skilled interior designer cannot just beautify your space. They can functionify it as well. I don't know if that's a word, but it is a thing. So why not check out HabitationDesign.com and see if it looks like we're right for you. If it does, give us a call and let's schedule an appointment, in person or virtually, to make your home exceptional. HabitationDesign.com This is Dr. Sarah Brewer and Dr. LaShonda Jung from Roots Chiropractic. We all want a higher quality of life, but making that happen can be difficult. At Roots Chiropractic, we specialize in light-touch-specific neurological adjustments to support your body's natural ability to heal. From birth trauma to everyday bumps and falls and life's daily stresses, at Roots we offer natural, drug-free solutions to keep every baby, child, parent, and grandparent thriving. Are you ready to restore your energy and achieve overall health? We are located off of Minnetonka Boulevard in St. Louis Park. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or on the web at rootschiropracticmn.com. Book your first appointment online today. 
Mention that you're an AM950 listener and receive the VIP discount of 50% off your initial exam. Roots Chiropractic, located in the Texatonka Plaza in St. Louis Park. Roots Chiropractic, empower your life and health. I'm going to sit right down and write myself a letter And to make believe it came from you Gonna write words so sweet They're gonna knock me off my feet Kisses on the bottom Be glad I got them Gonna smile and say I hope you're feeling better Welcome back to Drinkin' the Style. We are speaking with Cole DeVries from Edina Realty. You're listening to Drinkin' the Style on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. But, Mr. DeVries, this has been a delightful conversation. It's been very enjoyable. I'm glad you've had a good time. Now, people probably are interested in contacting you. So, plug yourself away. How do people find you? There we go. Um, Well, you can find me on edinarealty.com. You can search for your realtor there. Or um, my email is just my name, Cole DeVries at edinarealty.com. Or I'm kind of hesitant on giving out my cell phone here. It's on there anyways. Um, But, yeah, just search me on there and – Basically, only real estate or baseball will come up, and you'll be able to find either one. So there <laughs> you know, is uh, it's, it's nothing true. else that I'm known for in my life. So real estate and baseball, that's it. We're working on the photography yes, aspect. Yes, we're but, working on but it. But Cole DeVries, C-O-L-E-D-E-V-R-I-E-S Correct. at com. There we go. All right. Um, shall we do the Habitation audio log, Mr. Newkirk? I think we shall. Excellent. Let's shall. That's my daughter used to say when she's tiny. Shall we do this? Let's shall. The same daughter that has uh, one of Cole's pictures yes. in her room? Is little – the sweet baby Aves, Avery Rich. She uh, she went in when we did Cole's show. She looked through the Tanzania shots and the pictures and and at the age of 9, 10, at this point, she chose a picture of the cat with the dead animal in its mouth. Yep. Yeah, it's terrifying. Leopard with a baby warthog, yep. half torn apart. <laughs> yep. But then we also there were two other shots that we wound up having from you. That uh, one was like an awesome close up of an elephant's tail. Yeah. And one is, I believe, some kind of antelope or something's kind of yeah. just beautiful textural shots for that sure she, that she loves, and she was impressed with you. So. Thanks, man. Perfect. No problem. Appreciate it. All right. Habitation audio log installment 68. And by the way, I stopped actually knowing what these numbers were a long time ago. I'm just shooting for this guess. Is next week 69? It could be. I heard that. That's yours. Dedicated to Dan Newkirk. All right. Habitation audio log installment 68. In just a couple of weeks, we will be installing the furnishings at the Hill Apartments in the historic Cathedral Hill neighborhood of St. Paul. This is a really exciting project since we're getting a chance to exercise a blend of more traditional furnishings with a really cool global influence. Listeners may recall that our process in creating model units, or habitats as we call them, is to envision a resident and then create a space that they themselves would live in. 
Our imaginary couple for this project were both St. Thomas professors who had decided to downsize. These professors, one a historian and one an English lit scholar, created a space that reflected their international interests while holding on to the traditional foundation that is embodied by this beautiful, restored, and repurposed building. We even went so far as to create a space for their beloved dog, who is welcome in the building, courtesy of the Hill's progressive dog-friendly policy. The building is an Exeter Group project, and this September, we're going to have Exeter's Herb Towsley on the program to talk about it. Herb's an outstanding guy who is doing some of the nicest properties in the cities with an emphasis on repurposing historic buildings. I cannot wait to have him on the program. If he doesn't show up, it means that our model failed uh, and he blew us off. But I'm confident he's going to be here because, frankly, you guys, this is going to be a gorgeous project. Sounds really nice. It's fabulous. It's and the C- Cathedral Hill neighborhood is wonderful. So right, yeah. It was funny. I was torn on whether. I guess I decided I would. After all, I was torn on whether we should mention that it was a repurposed Boy Scouts of America uh, oh, uh, building. But you know, <laughs> uh, every building goes through its life cycle. So so what? Right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, so it's it's going to be great. So Herb's going to be on. We'll talk about it. The last project we did with Herb, as I recall, was Custom House in St. Paul. And that was – he bought the uh, the old post office building on the Mississippi River, this huge, awesome stone block of a building. And he turned them into apartments and – I don't remember if they were apartments or condos. But um, he just did this awesome job. Everything this guy touches is just – Fabulous. We love working with them. Nice. Yeah, it's great. All right. So Cole DeVries, we got a couple of questions we want to cover before uh, we run out of stuff. And cool. The first one is going back because I have, as I mentioned off air, I have a daughter who is an athlete and I am always not being an athlete myself, struggling to kind of get in her head. So I wanted to ask you this. All right. So – when you were walking on the field, and you played, you played in the minor leagues in the Twins organization for like four years or something. No, or? Uh, five years before I got called up. So significant amount of time. Okay, so you were focused. You were driving. You were creating this. Mm-hmm. The day came. You are walking out onto the mound to pitch for the Minnesota Twins. I mean, this must have been absolutely overwhelming. I, I want to know what percentage of your psyche is, is is excitement? What percentage is fear? What is aggression? What other emotions are going through your, your head? Um, I would say every single emotion is turned yes. up to about 150 <laughs> percent just mm-hmm. because, you know, this is – my dream has – Come true. This is what I have. I mean, I guess for my age that I was at at the time, I've been working my whole life to get to this point. And it's kind of one of those things, too. You know, this is in a situation where, you know, my dream's coming true in an avenue where, like, I've just passed the bar, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. nobody knows about it. Right. You know, I, I now at my debut, we were playing the White Sox, which they weren't that good at that time, and they don't have a, a huge following. So, I, I mean, let's say that there was fifteen or 20,000 fans in the stands. Maybe there was actually less. I and were think. you in Minneapolis or were you we in, were in Chicago? Chicago, okay. Yep. So, um, but I mean, even if there's 10,000, it's, it's still 
a decent number. And I still remember um, the first game that I was there and their intro music and everything and how the speakers are set. I mean, it's just thumping and, and it's ACDC Thunderstruck. Is, 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 <laughs> Seriously? Is, is the intro okay. music when, when, yeah, when, guess, okay. when they're coming on, on the field. And it was so cool. Um, and I, I didn't pitch the first game that I arrived with the team. I think it was the second or third game. Um, I met him when the series started. Um, but to be completely honest with you, I don't 100% remember walking out of the, out of the dugout for um, that first, my first outing. I more remember, um, and I'll, I'll get to your question in two seconds. I more remember walking out my, my first day that I was there. It was my bullpen day. Mm-hmm. And walking out, you know, no one's there. We're walking out to play catch. No one's in the stadium. You know, no one's on the field. They maybe just started playing catch for for BP, the the White Sox, or um, and I remember looking around and I thought to myself, "So this is what it's like," mm-hmm. you know. And it was just such a cool feeling, and you know, your anxiety kind of starts ratcheting up just just being in in that situation. Know that that I'm pitching here two days later. Um, but I remember being on the mound and the game starting, you know, on our half of the inning playing defense, um, a couple of days later. And like I said, it's literally every emotion wrapped into one. You're excited, you're scared, you're happy, you're fearful that it's not going to work out the way I, I mean, literally every good and bad emotion is all happening at the same time. And it's, unless you've experienced it, I really don't know how to explain it because it is such a heightened emotional level and it really is very difficult to manage it. Yeah. So how do you do it? How do you tamp it down when you're standing there? What is it? You've got to have like literally, I mean, so for example, people often say, listen to your inner voice. My inner voice is an asshole. So I try not to listen to that guy. I'm not a big fan. Yeah. You've got every emotion that can possibly be coming through. You've got adrenaline. I luckily I I was a little bit older than probably most guys who get called up into the big leagues. Um, So I'd had this, back catalog of, of outings and situations at younger ages where things were, were somewhat similar just at, at, at a lower level, but this is your first experience doing it. So it's really not that much different. Um, and so I just tried to rely on staying within myself and, and, and doing the best that I could to control the things that, that I can control. And so for me, you know, I wasn't a power pitch or anything like that. So I knew that when I was out on the mound, um, I had to work on my location. And so if I got up there and tried to throw as hard as I could, which wasn't, you know, unless I was setting up that pitch, I I wasn't blowing anyone by. And so I had to try to stay within myself and throw at 90% Mm -hmm. of my total velocity or capacity and just work on my location. And it's really tough when you have, when your adrenaline is just pumping to not sit up there and just grip and rip it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was my big thing is to try to work on mentally scaling myself and physically scaling myself back so I wasn't trying to do too much. And it's it's a very difficult thing to do in the midst of everything that's going on. I'll tell you, man, you're, it's just like the furniture business. <laughs> <laughs> really, is it? <laughs> 
not the tiniest bit. All right. Well, there it is, my friends. That was awesome. Thank you so much. No we have drunk our way through another episode on behalf of Habitation Furnishing and Design, the District of Dinah, and photographer, realtor, athlete, Cole DeVries. I'd like to wish everybody good luck this week. And I'll finish with a quote from Ansel Adams. Ooh. You don't take a photograph, you make it. Good night, everybody.